Come on, let's everybody give a big round of applause to all of our moms on Mother's Day. I noticed that the, the church house is a little fuller today on Mother's Day, so I bet you uh, moms are like, for my Mother's Day gift, you got to go to church. So thank you to all of those of you who said okay and showed up. All right, good to see you all. Welcome to Mission Ebenezer Family Church again. Uh, as Pastor Danny uh, welcomed you, my name is Pastor Koba. I'm one of the pastors here at this church, wonderful church. Thank you so much for joining us for those who are here for the first time. Um, but we're excited today to celebrate our moms. Our moms are special, and we would be all lost if it wasn't for them, right? We would be hungry. We would be naked. I mean, I'm just getting real practical, right? If, uh, if, if we didn't have our moms who fed us, took care of us, right? got on our case, uh, where would we be? I don't know where I would be, but I'm thankful for our wonderful mothers, the mothers of this church. We have some amazing mamas here. We have some amazing women who have taken on the role of mom for those who they did not birth themselves um, because of how loving and compassionate uh, the women of this church are. And so we thank you to those of you who have been spiritual mothers, who have been... Uh, uh, symbolic mothers for whether it be nieces, nephews, uh, grandchildren, you name it, uh, you have been phenomenal. And I would uh, say confidently that we can know the heart of God better because we know you. Uh, we can understand what God's love is like because we've been loved by you. Uh, we can understand what it means to be sacrificial when Jesus gave his life for us because we know our mothers. Amen? I'm going to be the first one to say, and I'm pretty sure a lot of the gentlemen here would agree with me, uh, that when it comes to re representing the characteristics and attributes of God, us men fail miserably compared to the way in which our wives and our women model what it means to love like Jesus loves. All right? Um, so if any of the guys want to argue about that later, we can. Um, but I would just go on the record to say uh, that we are excited today to celebrate our moms. You are wonderful. You are beautiful just the way you are. And just like the song that uh, our brother Bruno Mars just sang a moment ago, you are treasure. All right. So everybody wants you to say treasure on the count of three. Ready? One, two, three. A little bit louder than that. Everybody say treasure on the count of three. One, two, three. There we go. So moms, you are our treasure. And we love you, and we are so thankful for you, and we are going to spoil you. In fact, my first gift to my wife started early this morning. I'm going to brag on myself. You want to know what it was? I got up and came to church on my own. She had to get all three kids ready by herself to get here, which is why she had to come late, and she's still checking them in in junior church right now. So happy Mother's Day to my beautiful wife. For uh, And then, of course, on Mother's Day, my son's foot hurts, and he needs a little bit of extra care. He's got an ace bandage. My daughter's dress breaks on the way to church, so they got to improvise. But isn't that just like a mom's life? So I just, you know, I looked at her and I said, hey, this morning is a great reminder of the reason why you're an amazing mom. And she says, I would have much rather had help and that my dr the dress not failing. But uh, amen. We have, it's all day long, so we got more time to make up for it, all right? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to buy her a nice lunch. Notice I emphasize buy and not make. All right. On the way into church, man, Norm's had a line that was wrapped around the neighborhood. So, all, by the way, if you're planning to go somewhere, good luck, all right, because the lines are already out there. 
Um, but let's love on our moms today, all right? Does that sound good? The rest of the 364 days out of the year, we could take a break. But today, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Come on. You guys are looking at me all mean. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Today is a symbolic day to remind us of how we should be loving and thanking our moms every day. All right. Amen. I'm reminded of uh, a special mother who recently went home to be with the Lord. Uh, someone who is special to me and to uh, uh, my community over at Azusa Pacific. Uh, she was our gospel choir director. Her name was LaVon. I remember on her first week when she started working with us about five years ago, I was having a student meeting. All of a sudden, I started hearing some singing, so I, I paused my student meeting. And in her first week, uh, she was walking the gospel choir around campus to just sing gospel songs to people and bless people all around campus. That was her first week. And, I, and, and immediately, I knew we had someone special, and she became a mother figure to so many on campus. She was a blessing to so many, and she went home to be with the Lord. And, uh, and as much as it's, it saddens us, because I know some of us here have lost our mothers, and so we want, I want to share condolences with you, um, but I also celebrate the fact that God got another choir director up there, and LaVon was such a blessing to us. Um, I could think of so many other mothers that I've had. Of course, my own mom, who's amazing, Many of you know who she is. If you don't know who she is, just look around for the only woman who's probably never sitting down, walking around from one building to the next, stocking toilet paper one minute, signing up for a women's event another minute, picking up trash another minute, and then you never know what else she's going to be doing because that's just the kind of woman she is. In fact, I think my mom probably burns more calories than any CrossFit person. She's kind of... She's kind of like a great white shark. I heard that if they stop moving, they die. And so that's like my mom. She's just going to keep moving until she can't move anymore, right? If you try to get her to calm down, she'll get mad at you. She'll be like, get out of my way. You're messing with my flow. Um, but that's just the way she is, right? She's a servant, servant-hearted, amazing leader, right? Um, I remember my uh, one of my early moms as well, Candy Miles, who's gone to be with the Lord. One of my best friend, Brandon, his mom, Japanese mom that just took care of me, took me on family trips with them. The way that we've seen mothering modeled in this community is that it's not a one person show. It's not a one household show. It takes an entire village. And so the women come together and the men come together so that we could raise a new community that reflects the love of Christ. Uh, I remember Candy making sure that we would go to track meets and all her kids were darker skinned, but she had me, her, her lighter skinned son, and so she had sunblock in her purse just for me, right? So I don't get sunburn at the track meet, taking care of us. Always had an easy up, right, uh, for this little dude over here that, you know, tends to turn pink when he's in the sun too long. Uh, I think of Mama Kathy back there. Mama Kathy, I love you. I think of early days preaching and leading worship here and I would be tired or feeling like I did something wrong or made a mistake here or there and then Mama Kathy would catch me in the green room before I go out to my, my seat in the pew and she'll just say a prayer over me and say, the Lord is using you, son, the great word and she'll just give me a word of encouragement and she has prayed us through so many Sundays. She has prayed us through so many things. Mama Kathy, you are awesome. We love you. I don't think I would be six foot one if it wasn't for all the pupusas and tamales and pozole that the women of this church have fed into us 
uh, nurtured us physically, spiritually, emotionally, and I'm so thankful for all the hermanas and all of our moms here at this amazing church. I got Nigerian mamas, Samoan mamas, Filipina mamas, white mamas, Latina mamas. I, I consider myself blessed on Mother's Day because of all the love that we've been shaped by. But let me ask you a question. What is the one thing that's common and consistent out of all of these mothers that I've just alluded to right now? Um, the one thing that is consistent is they can generate more love than any of us men could ever muster up. Regardless of what culture or race or whatever it may be, the other thing that's consistent is they are hardworking, strong women. Don't mess with them and don't mess with their kids. They'll pray for you one second and lay hands on you on another second if needed. Amen. The ushers don't even need to get up because our women can handle their own. My wife is from Wemos. I don't even need to say any more about that. Our women are leaders. They are beautiful, brilliant, and powerful, right? I remember I had a conversation with a young man, a freshman in college, 18-year-old young man, big guy. He was like six foot five, football player, muscular. And he comes in my office. He says, Pastor Kobe, I want to start a Bible study for guys so that we could teach them what it means to be a real man. And I was like, amen, bro. Let's talk about it. So I said, but first, let me ask you this question, right? I said, what is a real man? I ask him, right? And he says, well, Pastor Koba, um, a real man is strong, responsible, hardworking, a provider, a protector, courageous. And he was listing some other attributes of a real man. I said, hey, bro, that sounds good, but you just described my wife. Because at this church, we see a model of a kind of woman, right, that, uh, that, that can lead, a woman that is bold, a woman that is brilliant, a woman that is compassionate. Amen? And so we want to celebrate our mothers today because we believe you are special, right? You've carried us for eight to ten months. That's amazing. Nursed us, cleaned us, fed us, clothed us, taught us, prayed for us, spanked us, blessed us loved us, worked hard for us, some working jobs, multiple jobs to keep the household running, some single mothers taking on the role of both mother and father in your home, taking on additional children that weren't even your own. It's amazing to think of the ways in which God has blessed and shaped the women of this church. Not too long ago, my wife was uh, thinking about a long list of things that she needed to get done. And she had just told me right beforehand, I got to get this done and that done and that. I'm not sure if I'm going to be able to get it all done. And then she got a phone call from one of our family members that says, hey, your, your nephew, we need somebody to look after him. She goes, bring him over. That's just like a mom, right? Uh, always has a little bit of extra time, a little bit of extra space, a little bit of extra energy. And what I believe is the reason why that's doable is because your power isn't your own, but it comes from God. I think of my grandmother, Grandma Brubaker, my mom's mom, who she would have a prayer journal and she wrote down people's name and she prayed for them every day by name. And five years after she met one of my friends, I hadn't even talked to him in four years. And she would ask me on the phone, how's your friend? And she gave me his name. And I'm like, this is some woman. 
a prayer warrior. I think of my grandmother, Mamich, the first lady, the first first lady of Mission Ebenezer Family Church. She played the piano, the organ. She could cook up a storm. She could sing beautifully. She taught my Sunday school class when I was small. She had a beautiful smile. These are the women that make up our community. So what greater ministry on earth could there be than being a mom? What greater ministry could there be on earth than being a mom? Some of you might think, oh, yeah, ministry, you're going to preach. Ministry, you're going to sing a song and lead people in worship. Ministry, you're going to lead a church. But what I would say is the best ministry and the greatest ministry that anybody could ever have is the ministry of being a mother. It's the ministry of discipleship. It's the ministry of care and compassion. It's the ministry of intercession. It's the ministry of establishing foundations and fundamentals for life as, as to how to live for God. The closest thing that any of us probably could ever do to being able to give somebody an opportunity to learn what it means to have faith is to be under the tutelage of a loving mother who loves Jesus. So moms, today I want to dedicate this message, which is entitled Treasure, to you, and we're going to be reading out of 2 Corinthians chapter 4. If you have your Bible, go ahead and open up there to 2 Corinthians chapter 4, and we're going to read a few verses out of this portion of Scripture today as an encouragement to our moms. Amen? So I want today's message to be an encouragement to our amazing mothers at this church. I'm not going to preach about how you could be a better mother because I don't know how you could be a better mother. I just want to encourage you this morning. Is that all right? Second Corinthians chapter four. When you have it, go ahead and say amen. So follow with me. We're going to jump around a little bit. It's a long chapter, so we're not going to read every single verse, but I will read a few verses and pause to make comments on those verses, especially as it pertains to the encouragement of our mothers today. Chapter 4, verse 1 reads as follows. Therefore, since through God's mercy we have this ministry, we do not lose heart. We'll read it one more time. Therefore, since through God's mercy, whose mercy are we talking about here, church? We have this ministry. Today, I want us to focus on the ministry of parenting or the ministry of motherhood. Since by God's mercy, we have this ministry, we do not lose heart. So I want to pause there and simply say to our moms, do not lose heart. Right off the bat and right out of the gate. Do not lose heart when things get tough in the home. Do not lose heart when the thing you've been praying for, you haven't seen it come to fruition just yet. Do not lose heart when you're going through something and it, and it seems like you can't handle one more issue or one more challenge or one more obstacle and yet the day brings three more of those and on that day when you feel like giving up or taking a break or stepping away, I want to remind you that you are being encouraged here by the word of God to simply say, moms, in that moment, because we have the mercy of God upon your life, do not lose heart. Amen? 
Even though things are going tough, this whole passage of scripture in 2 Corinthians chapter 4 is being directed at a church in Corinth that was dealing with some hard things. They were being persecuted because of their faith. They were being physically beaten. Uh, They were being uh, boycotted in terms of any businesses that Christians had in regions in the area of Corinth where people were antagonistic toward the Christian faith. And they were experiencing all kinds of hardship there. Not only that, but they had internal struggle within the church. The Jews and the Gentiles couldn't get along with one another. So they had infighting and outfighting going on. And they weren't sure whether or not this whole follow Jesus thing was working out for them. And so Paul encourages them by saying, we don't have this ministry on our own, but it's by the grace of God. And because of that, we want to start by simply saying, do not lose heart. God has you exactly where God wants you. What you're going through right now, as much as it may not make sense in the moment, and as much as you may want some of these things to pass through very quickly, I want to remind you that your God is with you. He'll never leave you nor forsake you. He didn't take you there by accident, and he has you right where you are, and he'll always supply enough strength, enough love, enough wisdom for you to get through today whatever challenges and struggles you may be dealing with right now. So don't give up, moms. Don't lose heart. Go to verse 7 with me of chapter 4. And it says this in verse 7. But we have this treasure. Somebody say treasure. The treasure that Paul's referring to in this passage is the gospel of Jesus Christ. What is the gospel of Jesus Christ? Some of you might say, yeah, I've heard that referred to, but... Boil it down for me. What, what, what exactly is the gospel of Jesus Christ? The gospel of Jesus Christ is simply this. You don't got to live this life on your own anymore. That there's a God who's taken on all your issues, all your failures, all of your sin. He took it upon himself, on himself, the son of God, Jesus on the cross. And everything that you've been carrying, the burdens, the weight, all of that, you don't have to carry it anymore because God said, I'm going to carry it for you. I'm going to carry it with you. He died on the cross. He got up on the third day. And on the third day, he invites you and I into a new life in Christ that we don't have to live this life on our own any longer, but that we can live by the power of God, by the strength of God, by the hope of God, by faith in God, that no matter what it is you've been carrying with you, you can leave it at the foot of the cross and pick up instead freedom, pick up instead hope, pick up instead joy, pick up instead love. That's the gospel of Jesus Christ. I can't think of a more fitting audience to receive this good message than those who've been carrying our society for millennia, our moms. So mom, stop trying to do it on your own. Stop trying to do it on your own strength. Jesus is with you. So he says, because we have this treasure in jars of clay. Some of you may be wondering, what does it mean by having treasure in jars of clay? I don't really understand that. I don't have any clay in my household. I'm not a potter. I don't really know what all this stuff is all about. Essentially, there's another version of Scripture that says earthen vessels. And so what they mean by that is the, this treasure, this, this gospel of Jesus Christ that God loved us so much that he gave himself for us that he can take all of our junk and turn it into beautiful things. 
this treasure, this good news that Jesus is on your side, that you don't have to fight these battles on your own any longer, this treasure that is eternal, that is magnificent, this treasure that is hard to make sense of, that it's really difficult to grasp all the beauty of God's love and what that means for it. This treasure is being held in our broken bodies. That's what jars of clay means. It just simply means stuff that's here on earth, like us. In other words, the gospel of Jesus Christ is lived out in our everyday mess. The gospel of Jesus Christ is lived out in those of us who know how to worship the Lord. And then when we go home, we find something that's difficult and it makes us cry and it makes us feel weak and it makes us feel like we can't make it through that day. And I want to let you know something, whether you're on a mountaintop moment or a valley moment, God is with you because we have this treasure in jars of clay, in earthen vessels, in the good times and in the bad. When we succeed and when we mess up, when we get it all right and when we get it all wrong, Paul's saying here, don't expect for everything to be neat and pretty and clean all the time because every once in a while things get messy and that's what it means to have this heavenly treasure bottled up in earthen vessels. So as we think about that passage, right, he says, we have this treasure in jars of clay to show that this all-surpassing power is from God and not from us. So we carry, we carry this beautiful message, we carry this beautiful truth, and every day it collides with the experiences that we have that don't always feel divine, right? Challenges don't always feel divine. A messy house doesn't always feel divine. Dirty clothes, piles of dirty clothes, or piles of clean clothes, or just piles of clothes generally don't always feel divine. Homework assignments, missed homework assignments, parent-teacher conferences that didn't go so well don't always feel like divine moments. But God is with you in it all. right? Isn't God known for showing up in spaces where people didn't expect God to show up? And that's the whole story of the Bethlehem moment. Nobody expected God to show up in Bethlehem to be born. They expected him to show up in Jerusalem. They expected him to show up in Rome. They didn't expect for, for, for Jesus to show up in Bethlehem. But there he was amidst sheep and shepherds in the middle of nowhere. And he showed up right there in that moment to remind us that the light shines in darkness. Moms, no matter what you're going through, no matter how difficult it may seem, your God is with you in all these things. So we have this treasure stored up in earthen vessels, which means we carry the cosmic and wonderful truth, but it's housed in our hearts, in our frail, imperfect human bodies and stories. You know, as I was reflecting on Mother's Day today, I was thinking, man, moms are probably harder on themselves than anybody else is hard on them have these expectations for what they need to be and what they need to do and what needs to get done and all these different things. And, and part of that is, is challenging because, uh, because we, we have all of these other uh, stimuli, all of these other messages in culture and in media that seem to suggest that everybody else has got their stuff together except for you. Everybody else's house is perfectly clean except yours. Well, let me just tell you, we're one. So I don't know if we're the only one in here whose house is not always put together, but 
Yeah, we're one of them. You're not the only one. But we got TV shows. You know, I happen to like a show called This Is Us. I don't know if anybody's seen that show. It's a good show. It's on NBC. Anyway, Mandy Moore is like one of the main characters there. And whenever they do a flashback to show, you know, years ago when the, the kids were growing up, um, no matter what scene they're in, like if they just woke up or if they're just going to bed or whatever, she always has her hair perfect and her makeup always done and their house always looks perfect. But that's TV. Right? But I bet you people turn off the TV like, oh, my house is such a mess and I need to buy more makeup and I need to schedule that hair appointment again after the last one I did four days ago. No, no, no. You're beautiful the way you are, moms. You can still get your hair done, though. All right? And put it on his expense, okay? And get your nails done, too, all right? That's all good. But we want you to know today that you don't need to try to be something that the world says you need to be because there's a lot of fake images out there. Talking about what beauty is when in reality it ain't real at all. It ain't truthful at all. Social media, Facebook, Instagram, people only posting their best moments. And we judge people by their best moments. Right? They got filters, all kind of filters. Right? Somebody posted, I like this post somebody put out there the other day. They said, sometimes the grass is greener because it's fake. So you don't have to worry about trying to compare yourself as a mom or as a grandma to everybody else out there because they got their issues too. They probably just don't be talking about it. So when you got yours, you breathe them in, you breathe them out, and you just say, Jesus, help me. Be my rock. Be my strength. Amen? You are loved. You are accepted. You are celebrated. You are appreciated for who you are because you are amazing and you are awesome. Man, I, I hate to see in the news recently that even Bill and Melinda Gates, after years of marriage and doing a lot of good in the world, one of the wealthiest families in the world in terms of their own uh, net worth, could not keep their marriage together, which is a sad thing. And I don't celebrate that at all, but I only bring that up to simply say, if you think that you need to have just a little bit more money to make you happy and to make things go better, the people with the most money in the world can't even keep things together. So money ain't the answer. Jesus is the answer. Comparison isn't the answer. Jesus is the answer. Verse 8, 2 Corinthians chapter 4 says this, We are hard-pressed on every side, but not crushed. Perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not abandoned. Struck down, but never destroyed. You know what I love about those two verses that we just read? It, it includes both the hardship and the blessing in the same verse. See, some people like to focus on the hardship and forget about the blessing. And other people like to focus on the blessing, but they ignore the hardship. But the Word of God keeps it real, right? Because it, it reminds us here in chapter 4 that it's okay to admit that you're having a rough day. It's okay to admit weakness. It doesn't mean you're not a woman of faith. 
because you might share with one of your good friends or a sister something that you may be going through. Sometimes people of faith, women of faith, think that in order to truly be a woman of faith, you can't talk about your issues. And what I would say is this, if you want to talk about your issues, it's only going to be healthy and it's only going to allow you to take progress steps forward so that you could receive full healing from God. It is okay to admit when you're not on top of your game. There's a time and a place. Maybe think about who you're sharing it with, right? Maybe not putting it out there on Facebook for everybody to see. I would rather have you call somebody that could pray with you than put it out there on blast on Facebook because let me tell you what, you might get a couple comments your way, but that's never going to replace somebody that you could spend some time with in prayer to go to the Lord, uh, uh, to go before the Lord with all of those different things that you're carrying. But you definitely don't need to keep it to yourself, right? Because that turns into all kinds of other issues that you don't need to add on to the ones that we already struggle with. So you don't got to be perfect all the time. It's okay to not be okay every once in a while. Is that all right? Look what Paul says here. He says, he says, look it. He says, you are hard pressed. You're perplexed. You're persecuted and you're struck down. He, he points out the fact that it's not been fun for them in these recent days. And he names it, and that's okay. Sometimes we live in this culture, especially within the church, where it's like all blessing all the time. God is good. Uh, you know, I got a smile on my face no matter what it is that I'm going through. And what I would say is, amen, God gives you strength, but we all know that you're going through it. Because the moment you walk away, you're crying tears in your car driving away. First of all, I would say if that's the case, pull over and park because it's not safe to drive with tears in your eyes, okay? Wipe them off and then keep driving. But we are blessed. Amen. We are favored. We do have the joy of the Lord. And we also go through stuff. And it's all right to have both of those at the same time. Amen. And then you got the other end of the spectrum where people can't see the blessing, they can't see the joy, they can't see the hope because of all the challenge, and that's also a distorted view. So 2 Corinthians 4 is saying, you got the challenge, but you got the blessing. You got the issue, but you got God's presence there, right? So you may be, you may be hard-pressed, you may be perplexed, you may be persecuted, you may be struck down. But you're not crushed, you're not in despair, you're not abandoned, and you're not destroyed. Amen? So it's okay for those two things to exist together. If that's the case, that means this, you are normal. All right? If you never have any challenges ever, that means you are not normal. Right? And if you can't ever see the blessing of God on your life also, that means you are not normal. Somewhere in between is where we find ourselves. The blessing of God in the midst of all the things that we face. Amen? So verse 16, go with me to verse 16. It says this, Therefore we do not lose heart, though outwardly we are wasting away, yet inwardly we are being renewed day by day. For our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. So we fix our eyes not on what is seen. Listen to that, church. We fix our eyes not on what is seen, but on what is unseen. 
since what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. No matter what you're facing today, this year, on this side of the COVID-19 pandemic, don't fix your eyes on what you can see. Fix your eyes on what you can't see. Fix your eyes on Jesus. Don't fix your eyes on what happened. Fix your eyes on what God's about to do because he's about to do something special in your life. He is at work. He's never stopped working. There's not a day when God isn't working. There's not a moment when he's not uh, 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 listening to our cry. There's not a moment where he doesn't hear the things that you are crying out in despair to him. There's not a moment, there's not a prayer that you have prayed that God has not heard. He's answering it right now. He's putting it, it's in the workshop right now. Right? It's kind of like if you order something on Amazon and you open up the app and you could tell where it is, right? Right now your blessing is en route to your location. Get ready to open it up. God has his eye on you moms because if it weren't for you, we would be lost. And so you are a vessel in the kingdom of God for blessing. And so if there's anybody that he wants to put a hedge of protection around, it's our moms. If there's anybody he wants to be encouraged and lifted up, it's our moms. If there's anybody that he wants to have the, the hope of, of Jesus Christ, the joy of salvation in their heart, it is our moms today. Amen? Don't get distracted by the hype out there. Fix your eyes on Jesus. Be renewed by the all-surpassing power of the Holy Spirit. See, this passage talks about power, a power that doesn't come from us, right? Because we run out of power from time to time. Our battery goes all the way down. We get the 20% warning, and then we get the 10% warning, right? And then we get the 1% warning, and then next thing you know, the screen's going to black out. Aren't you grateful that all of a sudden, when your power's running low, God says, I got a charger. It's called the Holy Spirit. Plug into me. I'll give you what you need. I'll keep you going. I'll allow you to dig a little deeper, to have a little bit more strength, to have a little bit more joy, to have strength to get you through yet another day, to keep you trusting that God has the be what's best for you and the best is yet to come, to keep trusting that you can stand up against the accusations of the enemy and fully place your trust in Christ, that give you power to keep loving yourself. To keep loving yourself. Love yourself. Guess why? Because God loves you immeasurably. You are daughters of the Most High God. He is proud of you. You are amazing. There's not one thing you need to do to earn the love of your Heavenly Father. Just like my daughter Ruthie can't do one extra thing to make me love her just even a little bit more. In fact, when she gives me attitude, my love meter goes up. Right? When she has a stinky looking face, her, my love meter goes up because that's my baby girl, right? And she's always going to be my baby girl. And all of our mothers here, are you belong to the almighty God, and he is proud of you because you are amazing. So love yourself. Amen? Right? Sometimes our mothers are so busy loving everybody else, they forget about themselves. They forget to carve out a little bit of time, right? Make sure that they're taken care of. If you're not taking care of, the rest of us are going to die. <laughs> We're going to be hungry, stinky. So we need, we need to take care. You're the, we, we, we need to take care of the engine of the car. 
All right? Mother's Day is kind of like the check engine warning on the car. What is that? Make make sure she's all right. Make sure she she ain't good. Everything else is going to fall apart. Make sure she's all right. Moms, we want to make sure you're all right, okay? We love you. Keep loving yourself. Power to bring healing to everybody and to every situation. In fact, I would say right now, if there's anybody dealing with physical illness and sickness and is carrying in your body right now, we rebuke that sickness in the name of Jesus over our moms. And we ask God for complete healing and restoration over our mothers and our grandmothers who have worked tirelessly to love on their children and their children's children. May you receive the healing touch of Almighty God this morning. So 2 Corinthians 4 says this, fix your eyes not on what is seen, but on what is unseen, because that is what is eternal and nothing else. Amen? Like I said, we've had moms who have who had uh, taken in children. From what I hear, you know, the, the whole mom thing never, it doesn't stop, right? It just keeps rolling. And it takes on different forms, but it keeps rolling. Amen. Would you join me in a word of prayer as we as we dismiss today? Amen. And on your way out, be sure to, to say happy Mother's Day to a few moms on your way out.